want to experience the room? My name is Wendy Parker and I'm extending an invitation to you, dear friend, to open the door to my podcast. So come inside where it's warm, take off your coat, get comfortable and together we will discover the spacious room. Hey there and welcome to this week's Spacious Room episode. And not many of you probably know that I actually have an older sister and uh, she doesn't live in Australia, she still lives in England. Um, But I was thinking the other day, whenever me and my sister were playing games when we were kids, you know, she always had to win no matter the cost. You know, this is the older sister trait. I was the baby and she had to win. You know, I was too young to read any of the instructions on the board games. So my older sister, she took full advantage of this detail, right? And she made up her own rules just so it was harder for me to win. Now, I'm sure you listening and you've got siblings of, uh, you know, you've got brothers and sisters older. I'm sure they never did that to you when you were a kid. I'm, I'm quite sure, you know, it's probably just me. <laughs> yes, right. You know, but my sister's ways of winning were very colourful and very varied. You know, when we played Snakes and Ladders and uh, she actually, I was nearly ready to win. I I had two squares to get to the end and you know where I'm going here. When she landed on the big long snake that took you all the way back down to the start of the board, well that was it. She just picked the board up and flipped it up in the air and she just stormed off and that was it. Game over. Finished. Or the classic Monopoly. Yeah, right. Monopoly. It's the cause of many family arguments. But my sister, she'd barter with me, right? So first of all, it was about what counter to have. So of course, she always had to have the dog. She always wanted the dog. So I, you know, second best, I ended up with the top hat, mostly. Sometimes the iron. Um... But yeah, we'd fight over that first. So then we, when we get playing, um, I'd land on Park Lane and Mayfair. This is the London edition of um, Monopoly. Um, so that was probably the only edition uh, in the 80s um, before all the others came out. But So when, when I landed on Park Lane and Mayfair, you know, she'd say the rule was that only older sisters were the ones who could buy Park Lane and Mayfair on the board, right? Because they were the ones that had... Uh, when you landed on them and you had houses and, and uh, hotels on them, it was quite a substantial amount of money that she'd take from me. And then she'd win the game. Um, but, you know, if I had the audacity to buy Park Lane and Mayfair, or she'd, she'd, she'd be very upset, but then she'd try and negotiate other houses, other streets um, to me. You know, I'll give you all of uh, the green side um and if you give me the part lane of mayfair which of course being younger i'm like okay you know i mean to me it was only a game but to my sister it was you know this was serious business right um but you may smile and you may be thinking about all the times that you your brothers and sisters you know you're fighting over games and strategies on how to do things you know all that playing games you know but but when we choose in life, you know, not as kids, when we get older, when we get adults, when we choose to delve into deceitful, cheating, made up, add on rules just so we can win, 
you know, playing games makes us lose something far more important in the long run. And in Genesis chapter 3, at the moment where Eve, she starts playing a dangerous game in the garden with a highly skilled, calculating, shrewd player, better than my sister. And his careful setup was designed for everyone in humanity to fail. You know, so we lost everything. And, of course, this player's name was Lucifer. And his add-on rule, whilst playing games with Eve, determined the course of history. And listen to his add-on rules in Genesis chapter 2, verses 3. Is it true, this is the serpent, he says, Is it true that God has forbidden you to eat fruits from the trees of the garden? Eve, now, having a conversation with the serpent... No serpent. God said that we are free to eat the fruit from the trees in the garden. We are granted access to any variety of all amounts of fruit with one exception, the fruit from the tree found in the center of the garden. God instructed us not to eat or touch the fruit of that tree or we would die. Do you notice the same pattern? Like my younger self, Eve didn't remember the instructions of the game she was playing. And she didn't ask questions about this new add-on rule. So she unwittingly helped the serpent along by adding on her own rule by saying they were not even to touch the fruit of the forbidden tree. You know, as the saying goes, the devil is in the details, right? And his opening line of, is it true that God has forbidden you to eat from the fruits of the garden? from all the trees of the garden. You know, this was a premeditated, cold-blooded rule that the serpent added on, which became the hinge that opened the door, unfortunately, to ease vulnerability. So she then added on her own spin to God's instruction too. And unfortunately, this is where I need to listen really carefully. This is how... Satan works and he hasn't changed his tactics. He spins lies so we end up tangled up in all the add-on rules that God never said. You know, another saying goes, if it ain't broke, then don't fix it. And what deceived Eve still works on us today. God said, this was what he said to Eve, Adam and Eve. He said to Adam and then Adam told Eve which was probably a mistake. God said that only one tree was off limits. You know, that really, you know, let's think big picture, right? Seems reasonable, considering there were probably hundreds of fruit trees there that they were allowed to eat in the garden. Every single one of them except that tree. And it wasn't that God was keeping something from them. See, that's what the enemy was doing. He was showing Not everything what you can have is showing you what you can't have. You know, it it wasn't that God was keeping it from them. He was actually doing it to protect them. But that's the game Satan plays. And ironically, the thing about playing games is while we're playing, we cannot allow ourselves to become vulnerable, right? We cannot allow it enough to admit that we didn't read the instructions properly, that we didn't take the time to carefully go through how it all works. So inevitably, 
unbeknown to us, we don't do it deliberately, but we end up helping Satan by adding on more rules, just like Eve. And religion does this. It adds on rules and it does so so we don't feel the feelings of vulnerability. So it makes things about God's nature, which it makes things up, which causes us to hide from God. And, and it covers up all our mistakes, our inadequate fig leaves that we try and cover, um, just like Adam and Eve, you know, those add-on rules, instead of allowing God to cover our sin with his love. And Satan always turns our attention to the restrictions that God puts in place rather than God's loving nature and protection. And perhaps this is why so many people choose to decide not to become Christ followers because playing the game of stuffy religion with its rule book and its add-on rules that God never said of its regulations, it can really be off-putting. And I get that. But God never wanted you to follow add-on rule-keeping religion. He just wanted a relationship with you, one that is built on trust. Playing games and adding on more rules God never spoke is what Satan does best. Because in Genesis 3, 4, this is what he says to Eve. Die? When she said about, well, die if we touch the fruit. Die? No, you'll not die. And then he says, God is playing games with you. Hmm. Well, isn't that amazing how this slippery, lying, cheating serpent who has no truth in him dared to say that God was playing games with Eve. And the fact of the matter was that he was the one playing the games. But the truth within this story is something we need to see clearly. Playing games with the devil is something we should never do. He is the father of lies and there is no truth in him. That's John eight forty four, And he'll add on so many rules to the game you're playing with him that you'll be so deceived you won't know whether you're up or down. It's, it, he is so good at it. No matter how savvy you are, And this is why Jesus said when he was being tempted by um, Satan in Matthew chapter 4, he just kept saying, it is written. It is written. When he had an encounter with Satan, he just kept saying, it is written. And then he quote straight out the Bible. And that's what we should do too. Um, When we encounter that old slippery serpent, we need to say, it is written and then read something or remember something out the Bible. So this week, I want you to take my advice, my dear friend. God never has and he never will play games with you because he loves you so much. And if you feel you're a little hazy on the instructions, get into his word. So you can tell that loser, Satan, to go take a hike. (laughs) And I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me today in this spacious room. I invite you to join me in my other rooms, my website, www.thebigvoiceonline.com and my Big Voice YouTube channel. See you in the room next time.